Hey there, Dirty Hour listeners. Welcome back to another episode. In this episode, we're going to be doing a quick review of San Francisco Supercross. We're going to deep dive into San Diego Supercross and uh, injuries, weather, update. We got it all as well. Please like, share, subscribe to this podcast. You can find it on all major streaming services. Get ready for an amazing episode. Let's ride. Yeah! Welcome back to another episode of the Dirty Hour. We're here to fire it up on this Thursday afternoon. We're going to do a preview of the San Diego Supercross. Let's go. This gives me, uh, was it uh, Ron Burgundy vibes? San Diego? A little bit, yeah. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, like I said at the top, we are back. We're going to do a San Diego preview. Um... Uh, I'm excited to kind of get back to a somewhat normal of a Supercross round. We'll kind of dive into it. Um, again, I'm your host, Colton Scudder, and here with my co-host. Amanda Scudder. What's up, guys? There we go. The gang is all back together. Um, all two of us. All two of us. <laughs> uh, quick little sneak peek. We will have a special guest for our San Diego review. Special guest. Tune in to find out. All right. So. Quick recap, San Francisco. Um, that was... Muddy, wet, slow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I understand it's round two, and we're all trying to, like, come up with hot, hot takes and predict what's going to happen in the future. You can't. That race showed us nothing. No. It showed us luck. It showed us luck. That's Yeah, yeah, it showed us luck. Um, but, you know, the people that won should win in normal conditions as well. Yeah, that's true. The only thing San Francisco took away from us is championship contenders. Uh, it a lot of people lost points and Sandy or San Francisco created gaps in the points, which 250 side I don't like because they're limited rounds and it took out some top contenders. It really did. But yeah. on the 450 side of things, I love it because one if Jet would have won round two, I think we start hearing the the the, little, the chirps out there. You know, oh, undefeated season by Jet. Jet did yeah. not win, but we'll get he there. He got ninth. We'll and get there. That is, um, that's something that changed up the points big time. That we are. I, I'm not even speaking for myself. I think I'm speaking for everyone. We're all excited now that Jet didn't win a race, which is something new to this series. And created a points gap. So, very excited about that. Now, you know, I this whole week I've been looking forward to San Diego. I love this race. They have, like, the little throwback with the graphics, the gear, sp limited edition stuff comes out. Super awesome. And, and, and we get out of the mutter, and we're finally going to see some real racing. We think. I hope. We hope we're gonna we're gonna what, what's the weather looking like in San Diego this weekend for round three of Supercross? So on Saturday it's predicted high of sixty two, low fifty four. Um, the high and low are honestly not that far apart. And if you talk to anybody from Central or Southern California, it is that's cold for California. But um, no precipitation on the board until about noon ish. It seems like there's a fifty percent chance, kind of around around that race prime time 
start. So what you're saying is going to be wet. It may. It may be wet. So we got rain in the forecast? Rain is in the forecast. There's a little cloud with the little raindrops underneath it, and you know what that means. That means rain. It means rain. I, I really hope we don't have another mutter. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with like a, a, a small drizzle. Yeah. Just a drip, drip. Just keep the track Nothing nice and crazy, but okay. I I don't want another mutter. Back to back mutters starts getting like mutters aren't special anymore. Yeah. You gotta gap these suckers out, and hey, that's the thing. Our first three rounds, they're all in California, and guess what's happening in California? Storms are rolling through. They're coming, so we're gonna be dealing with a little bit of rain apparently. So hopefully. It's not as bad as San Francisco, but let's uh, let's dive into 250s as we get into that. What is there any injuries we need to talk about? Um, only thing to report in 250s is um, Max Voland had a crash this afternoon, actually, mm. uh, and he's going to be out this weekend. The real question is, did he aggravate his old hip injury or did he create a new hip injury? That's a real bummer right there. This yeah. Just he looked good round one, round two, bike issues, and ah. can't really. That's that's a that's a tough beat. It wasn't just a normal just bike issue. It's in him. the mud. It's tough. Yeah. And then now this, it's it's uh, dark clouds following him, and uh, hopefully he, hopefully it's not nothing too bad, and we get him back. You know, he's obviously out of the championship, so hopefully he gets back, gets a riding, and then we see him hundred um, percent and primed, ready for outdoors, because that's where I think he's gonna shine on this new. Uh, PC Kawasaki. Yeah, I would agree. It just it's heartbreaking, you know. Last weekend he had the bike problem, and then he has this crash in practice, so he can't go out there and ride. It just it makes you think. There's two riders on that team, two big riders. Is Levi Kitchen getting all the good luck, and is Max Bolin getting all the bad luck? You know, we'll fi we'll find out here with the, with the two fifties yeah. being said, and I know so RJ got round one, and Jordan Smith got round two. I, bold prediction here, and I, I he's already going to be my pick to win this round. Already, right out of the gate. I do not think we have a repeat winner. No? No, I think we're going three for three different winners. Um, I think Levi Kitchen is going to win Ooh. this race outright. I really do. I think he's going to win this game. Or win this game. Woo! <laughs> I think he's going to win this race outright. Yeah. And I have a feeling he's going to start just stringing these things, to get, things together. He is someone that is... His rookie season, and then even we saw it last year. If he doesn't get the start, he doesn't do so hot. Like he he it's it's he stays there. It's hard for him to drive through the pack. But if he gets that start, he can run away on anyone. That's that's just how it's been. This year's been a little different. He's been up front, but he hasn't been like leading the race per se. He's been up front and he's been picking people off. And um, I I just I have a feeling once Levi gets one. He's gonna start stringing off. You're about to see two, three, and we we could see. I I just I have a feeling, a gut feeling, this is a uh, Levi time, and he's gonna throw the entire kitchen sink at it. Ha, huh, good one. Um, you know, I am mostly interested to see how they'll back up their podiums, Smith and Kitchen. I don't know. I don't. I don't see Kitchen winning this week. I know that you said once he gets, if he gets a good start, he'll be fine, but. I don't know. I don't know if he has it in him after well, the mutter. I don't. I don't know. I Kitchen don't think so. Podium round one too. He's he's podium both. So did uh, so did Justin. Uh, uh, yeah, third and second. I mean, I mean, he looks really good. Don't get me wrong. Do I think he's gonna win this round? No. 
but that's okay. Teach yeah, their own. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I personally, my pick for this week, because I think he's going to have a wild hair up his ass, and he's hungry, and he's pissed off from last week. I think Joe Shimoda is going to come in hot mm. and win this next round. I think he's a really, if he's up there with RJ and Kitchen and Smith, he's willing to bump bars. He's, you know, he's polite enough, but I think he's willing to do what it takes to get that podium. They got that first place. You know, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, I, I've said this time and time again on this podcast. I don't think Joe's getting a win this year. And um, I think he's going to be damn good. I And I actually think he'll win the outdoor championship, personally. I, I really do. Supercross, though, he, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've seen this time and time again in Joe Shimoda's career. He's not good in the early rounds. He's not. And he he's not good in the first half of the season. And it isn't he, – he puts himself – he has bad rounds, bad finishes, can't get up to the top. And by the time we get halfway through the season, he's already down so many points, it doesn't even matter what he does. But then he turns it on in the back half of the season. It's usually those last three or four rounds. He comes out and will win probably the last two. That's, that's usually what he's done. He goes out there and he's really good in the back half of the season. When it comes to – now he's on Honda. Yes, he had pressure with Mitch. On Kawasaki, and yeah, they they want champions. It's different on Honda now. The, he he's taking over for Honda for what the he, they just had two freaks, the the Lawrence yeah. brothers were on there. Yeah, that Jet, just an absolute freak, just won everything championship wise, races, all that stuff. He had Hunter who struggled a little bit in the beginning, but picked it up and won the championships, indoor, outdoor, all that stuff, whatever. And went on to go to 450s. So now there was a successor. was now supposed to be Joe Shimoda come in and, and follow up with that. So he has like big boots to fill is what he, you're saying? Yeah, big boots to fill. And I just, I you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it going that well. Joe Shimoda, great writer. Respect him. I just, you know, the full package isn't there. And maybe it's the pressure or something like that. But here's the issue. Here's what's going to happen. If Joe Shimoda cannot at least put it on the podium this weekend, bad things are going to start happening. I say this because just like what I just said is that they he's coming into a pro, a winning a proven winning program, and then having to big boots to fill, just like you said. Round one, bad start, has to come back, doesn't even get on the podium. Okay. Anaheim. Everyone gives the, gets the Anaheim excuse. Okay. Round two. I understand it's a mutter. I get it. Bike breaks. Doesn't get it even a lap in. Okay. Okay. But round three. God forbid it be a bike issue. Rider issue. Goes down. Bad starts. Has to go to LCQ. If Joe Schmutter doesn't go in here and come at, leave San Diego, leave California without a podium, the team, the managers, mechanics and the writer they're all going to be pointing fingers at each other and that just starts disrupting the team it happens it happens and you you start going on a streak of bad things happening we're trying to figure out what happened because last year the year before that and the year before that has been nothing but dominance out of the honda 250 tent and now that the lawrence brothers are gone we're starting to think is the bike kick ass or the lawrence brothers just that good and right now 
if if the sign's kind of there, like he's got to do something this weekend because if he doesn't pull it out this weekend, I'm starting to get a little worried that maybe it was the Lawrence brothers and not that not that bike, and Shimoda just not making that cut. So he he could make me shove my boot in my mouth right now. He, I he hope could. he does this weekend. He really could. I hope, but he does. I I think this is a very pivotal week. He needs to do something this week. But you can't compare Joe Shimoda to Jet Lawrence. Like, you can't. Joe Shimoda works very hard. He's very dedicated. He's he's just they he's a are. good guy. But Jet is on another level. Jet is, he has this raw talent that makes it look so good. We, um, outside of the podcast last week, guys, me and Colton were talking about, um, we'll get to this in the 450s, how Chase Sexton is a lot of hard work and Jet Lawrence is a lot of talent. So coming back to Joe Shimoda, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to make that assumption. He's on a brand new bike, had rough start, right? Mutter, great. I think they should at least give a couple more races before they're making any assumptions. He does have very big boots to fill. But I I got faith in you, Joey Shimoda. You're my guy, day one. I remember back when he was not really on the map, and I said, I really like that guy, and here we are. Yeah, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not saying like, well, I am saying he he does have big shoes to fill and all that stuff. But what I'm saying, it really comes down to this round. I really do. He needs to put it together this round. He 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 really does. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I just feel like this is a pivotal round. If he doesn't get it here, um, people are gonna start asking questions, pointing fingers, and that only goes one direction. And nah. It's backwards. I don't think so. We'll see. We'll we, see. We we will definitely see. I don't I don't think that's the case. I think he's gonna come out of not come out of nowhere. He's going to come in exactly where he belongs and he's going to end up on the podium. And it's going to be number 1. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll see. We'll see about that. I know oh, here yeah. um we don't have we have a small whoop section in this race. So it shouldn't affect a lot of people. This is a very yeah. very long start straight. So Oh my gosh, it's super into long. a very tight turn. So I think key in this race is going to end up um cut it in and get get out of the first turn clean, really. Yeah. Uh, that and with that being said, it's gonna be really tough to beat Jordan Smith with that long straight. Those Yamahas are flying, and we've seen that over the last like two seasons. Yamaha is the best bike out there. It'll yeah. be hard to it'll be hard to beat any of them. I I agree. I think getting the jump is definitely the key on this start. I would be surprised if there's not carnage in that turn at least one time during the night on Saturday. I'd be shocked. Well, with, they're going to be coming in with so much speed. It, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't I, don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm really. I do like the track layout. It, they fit a lot into this little tiny stadium. Short whoop section, though. The rhythm sections are pretty short. There's a lot of big jumps, not a lot of rhythm sections to kind of carry your flow through. They're all just big triples. There's nothing, not a whole lot going on. Um one person I want to talk about that I think could do a big breakout ride. We haven't heard anything from him from the mutter other than he won a heat race. I think Ryder D. Francisco is going to be have a comeback oh, race. Oh, all right. All right. Ryder D. Ryder D. I mean, this track just looks fun. Like, very short whoop section. The, that huge triple into the double. I love that the track crosses the starting straight three or four different times. I love that. That's a good utilization of space, and I think it'll make it a fun track for the riders. High speed is what I see. Yeah, it's, it's very high speed, but yeah. again, you gotta you gotta factor in if there's 
rain, if it gets muddy, it's going to be interesting. It, it all depends, I guess, on how muddy it gets and how much rain they possibly get because there is a big storm supposed to hit San Diego Sunday afternoon. Now, if that ends up creeping into Saturday, there, I, what I heard is that about an inch of rain supposed to hit Sunday afternoon. Oh, boy. So, if you know how storms change and move around? Who knows? We might yeah. be clear. But if that happens to creep forward, oh, boy. And there, uh, I'm telling you right now, look at the track map. There are some big, uh, one of the sections is a big triple into a really big double. I'm just seeing them rolling that or double, double, single I don't the even, whole way through. I honestly don't even think if it is even remotely as muddy as it was in San Francisco, which I don't believe it will be. I don't think so either. Um, They're going to have to roll it because those jumps are so large, even to double them, even if it's a little bit slick and the mud or the dirt is a little too sticky, I don't think they'll have enough momentum to get to the other one. It's, I just, I'm done with rain. I'm done with rain. Let's, let's, let's get over it. I don't want any more rain and, and, I'm that's all I that's all I really have to say about that. Well, all right, now that we kind of chatted about the track, why don't we move on to the 450s? Okay, and when we get into the 450s, is there any injuries we need to worry about going into this week? Um, no, pretty much same same. I just <clears throat> read about uh Logan Carnell. He's getting surgery this week, but he's going to be there with the fans hanging out saying hey, which I really respect. Um, and Justin Barso is just still sick, so who knows how extensive his full body rash is from last week, especially cuz it was so wet. Hmm. Is that any going to be any better? Maybe a little. It might be a little worse. That's true. So um, other than that, no, pretty much same, same. True, 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 true. All right. So for the 450s, um, I just want to point out there's something to see. And I'm sure they're going to say it a lot on the on the broadcast. This is the final race that we will see Jorge Prado. He wah, got his heat wah. race win uh, last weekend. He rode good. And, yeah, final time we're going to see him before he goes back to Europe to start training for MXGP. It was a blast to see him, and I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on this on the review show. But, um, yeah, soak it up the last time we see the 111. And fingers crossed and hope to God and that he comes back for 2025. I'll, get, I'll cut him some slack when he comes back. I don't expect him to be a race winner. Podium. I don't even know about that, but sneak in some top fives, maybe, maybe. But I just, I'm so excited to have him come over for outdoors. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, that's going to be super exciting to watch. And I I wish him luck on his uh, MXGP uh, defending of the championship thing. Um, I think this is the perfect taste of American Supercross. He got A1 right off the bat. Great experience. Two, he got a mutter. Three, I hope... This week, it's a little wet, not too muddy, but I think overall it was a great kind of glimpse into the sport, and I think it makes him excited to come back. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so, um, okay, diving back into the rest of the 450 field, um, I expect we see a rebound. Obviously, this is all weather permitting, but I, I'm just going off of if we have just enough sprinkle to make the dirt a little tacky and a little ruddy, but nothing crazy. I think they're going to be able to race this race as normal. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, I think we see a bounce back with Anderson. Um, he, obviously, he had a really bad mutter around. He went down in the first corner, came back to, I think, 10th or somewhere around there. But the person I think we're going to get the biggest bounce back from, Cooper Webb. 
Yeah, he had a, a rough couple of first rounds. No, he so. had a great first round. It just he, he went down, but the second round was bad. Yeah. But yeah, rough round round. three. Rough couple of first rounds. Okay. Round three, <laughs> though. When it gets a little ruddy, a little rough, and tacky and, and slower. And I'm not talking about San Francisco muddy slower. Yeah. I'm talking to where you can still run these rhythms and whatnot. Cooper Webb knows how to pull, like, pick apart the track, and he he's just he's one he's good with his starts. He can get up there, pick apart the track, take his time, and then attack in those last five minutes. He's very good at. It. So I look for a bounce back right there. Let me ask you something because I already have my own opinion about it. Is Tomac back? You know, it's hard to say. I do think we saw a glimpse into what Et used to be. At this mutter, yes, it's a mutter, so you can't really tell if he's back all the way. We have discussed this outside of the podcast. I think after sitting on it for a little bit, I think he's on the trend to getting back to where he was. I'm, I think he's getting back there. Do I think he's 100%? No. But that number two at San Francisco was pretty good for him. I think he's outside the top five. Yeah? Yep. I, I think he's outside the top five. I... Can't say he's back after a mutter. Horrible A1. Yeah, I got second, but that was a mutter. And really, you got a clean start, and you you hold there. That's all he did. That's all he did. People can say and argue with me all they want. Oh, he started to catch Chase Sexton. Chase Sexton was held up by lappers, and he had a four-second lead the entire race. Yeah, The entire race. Yep. Um, so you can come at me with all you want on that one. Uh, no, I don't think he's back. I'm thinking he's outside the top six because I think Hunter is going to have a really good bounce back. I think Jet's going to be back up there. Sexton's going to be up there. Yeah. Webb and Anderson. I, and then you can't forget yeah. someone that I legit think can win this race. Ken Roxon. I think he can win it. He, and it's a real bummer at San Francisco. He was credited with the whole shot. Got up on the first obstacle, stalled it. Yeah, that was Sitting there kicking and trying to get ready and didn't get it going, fired up again until he was almost dead light. I think he was like 19th or 20th coming off that tabletop and fought all the way back up to a podium. To third? Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. But this is someone who Ken Roxon in his career always does good when he's happy. Look on his Instagram right now. That man is happy as can be right now. He's, he's riding good. The bike, obviously, is all set up. The Suzuki's are running good as a team. Coming off of momentum, great round one. or Well, round one was a tough. He, he went down in the first turn and, and came back. But I, I truly believe Ken Roxon can win this this weekend. Is, that, is he your pick? He's my pick. Oh, all right. Ken I, I'm, a, I'm a Kenny R. believer. I don't know. I just – he has been pretty happy, and he's been having really good – race results i don't know if i put him as number one okay the things i want to see this weekend um one i'd love i'm super excited to see webb and anderson get back into it because a mutter is a mutter and you can can never count anyone out two i really want jet to not get a good start like really bad i know he's really good at starts i don't care i want him to get a bad start and i want to see him fight through the pack just because you can get a good start and stay in the front, that doesn't mean anything. That does not mean squat. You can't. That doesn't show how good of a defensive rider you are, how much of an offensive rider you are. 
yes, he's good. Yes, he has talent. Like, don't come at me. But I just, I don't know. I don't see the glitz and glam. I just want to see him have a crap start. That's what I want. And I... Yeah, I I think I think you're. It just would be interesting, you know. Yeah, it, well, in, it, I get what you're saying after go through the pack and stuff. Like, I I totally get it. I think he's gonna be charging harder than ever now because he had a really shitty San Francisco. Oh yeah, he did. He's seven points horrible. down, and I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna be a hot rod this weekend. I, if if you play fantasy, uh, if you play pulp, which sucks if we can't play it from where we're at, but um, if you do. First to the finish line, and I would pick him to win it if I were you. Obviously, I like my Ken Roxon because I like I like picking someone that I, I, I truly believe Ken Roxon can win this one. But how do you not pick Jet? But um, I don't know. I, I I think what we're gonna see this weekend is a bounce back from Hunter. Round one and round two were just awful. All right, all right. Not I'd saying like he's gonna it. not saying he's gonna win. Not saying he's on the podium or anything like that, but first two rounds were just well round one didn't even make the main yeah round two we got 10th i'm thinking we could see seven six seven maybe a five out of him uh he needs it he really needs it he's already too way too far out in points for any sort of championship run he needs a good run he needs a good run at it uh i could see him who knows maybe getting a good start and Running up front for a little bit, he'll get caught up. But yeah, he will. We we he needs a bounce back. He he really does. I think he needs it for him and his team, and you know I'm sure Jets in his ear like, oh man, come on, you can do it this week, blah blah blah. But no, I um I hope none of you guys listening are here f- to listen to us to pick Jet every week because that's never gonna happen. Not gonna happen. We're never gonna do that. I mean, one, we don't want it to happen. Two, <laughs> Jet. <laughs> So, um, my pick for this week is going to be good old Chase Sexton. Oh! Um, for those of you who don't know me, I did not like Chase Sexton the last couple of years. I was, he was, yeah, he was like very cocky and I'm very. I'm starting to rub off on her. In, her fa- in your Pun face. Intended. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I feel like he's matured. And grown into being a 450 writer very well. Um, we're not going to talk about that weird interview in the middle of the race last week. That was horrible. But. That was bad. It was so bad. I do think he has what it takes. I think he has the drive. I think he's very hard working. And he has talent. But he does work extremely hard. And you can see that on the track when he's racing. You can see that he's not making nearly as many mistakes. He's still making mistakes, right? Because everyone makes mistakes. But. He's looking a lot better this year, especially on that KTM. It just looks good. Looks good. I, you know, what he needs to do, and like I was just saying, you know, Jet's going to be a hot rod this weekend. And if I were Sexton, you have the red plate again. You took it from him. You have a seven-point lead. Dungy this thing out. Be the diesel of the series. And seriously, leave with podiums. Rack up podiums. Strangle them out with being on that podium every single time the way jet is in supercross he has those weird races we saw it in the 250s and look we just saw it last week he has a weird race he'll go down he'll have these mistakes and you know thank god last weekend he had mistakes and went down and it's really hard to come back in a mutter you can't just charge through the pack that well so i look for sexton definitely to be on the podium um there's one person that 
back-to-back top fives to start the season, and he's never done it. He's obviously feeling good. We've been posting about him on our Instagram at Keep a Dirty USA Instagram. Please give us a like and a follow. Um, we post a lot about Supercross on there, but we posted about him quite a bit leading into San Francisco. The Cowboy, oh, Aaron Plessinger. Yeehaw, man. I think if obviously everyone wants to see him on the podium, the more interviews, the better oh, with that guy. Absolutely. Um, but. If he honestly, if he can just sit there and just rack in top fives all season against this stacked field, that's pretty impressive. That's a win. He's Very doing good. Very impressive. And so I would love to see him just leave with another top five. Yeah. His starts are there. He's looking good. He was up front for a while, and a couple of those he's in the, towards the front. AP man, hell of a start to the season, and I, I really, uh, if he leaves with a top five, that's damn, that's damn near a win. Three top fives in a row in Supercross. That's awesome. That means they got. Not only is he in shape and he's feeling good, they got that bike set up. Is year two on this, uh, you know, this new KTM. They're obviously found something, and that just makes me more excited for outdoors. Oh yeah, AP and outdoors is a sight to behold. He's fun to watch, very interactive with the crowd. Obviously, fan favorite, but he just looks good. Like he looks like he feels good, and it's hard to for like fans to see that. But he makes it very easy for fans to really watch and enjoy watching him ride. And he just seems like he's having so much fun. I just want to see that mullet flying through the ass. air. And he's kicking ass. I just, just the mullet hanging out that helmet. I mean, he's rubbing off on Chase Sexton for sure. Yeah, Look the, at that little the, baby the, the mullet. Little, little baby hairs it's coming like, out uh, of the helmet. It looks, it looks a wee creepy on Chase Sexton, I'm not going to lie. But... Hey, th- that that Red Bull KTM team, they're feeling good under that team. They're tent. a little dirty. They got the number one. They yeah. got the red plate back from Australia. Yeah. And you got AP, and he's the fan favorite. Yeah. There's another fan favorite I want to talk about that not just him, but the whole team is, I, I, I don't know. I want, if anyone out there has got their numbers or anything like that, or on Instagram, reach out to them. Are they alive? Are they doing okay? Oh, geez. Do they need any some sort of emotional support? Uh, Rockstar Husky, we got Christian Craig, and we have Malcolm Stewart. What on earth is going on over there? Yeah. It is, it is, I don't even understand. I understand bad luck hits. I get it. And honestly, I, I blame Christian Craig's onesie at A1. That put the black cloud on him. That's just so weird. But talk about two riders that need some sort of a bounce back. They need something. They, something. There was talk going into the season of of Mookie in shape and flying he at the looks test so track. Good. I'm I'm at least putting him up there, at least ahead of Tomac, like at least like because I know I was never a believer in a Tomac in this year anyway. But at least put him in the top ten, something. And no, we haven't gotten one of those. Yeah, they that team is on a on a bad run right now and they need something to not good. cheer up the atmosphere there they they're 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 not baby someone put them in the corner they need to come back to the light <laughs> and have a little joy in their lives because you yeah sound hearing you look so good they look so fast they're doing so great great the fans want to see that the riders want to perform like that so they need something. I hope this week they can at least one of them can get in the freaking top ten. At least they need. They definitely need a turnaround. Uh, the season so far is not going the way they wanted 
to they're both already out of the championship. No one's shown anything. Bad luck following them. Um, I don't know what's going on over there, but something something needs to change. Justin Cooper, uh, bad round. Uh, no, no, bad round two, decent round one. He needs to bounce back. He, I don't know. I I'm also giving him some slack. I I know he's a he's a good indoor rider, but I really like him outdoors. I really do, and I think he's gonna just survive the Supercross season and, and ba- fight back for outdoors. I that's actually, but I don't I don't see much going on there for him. I I put him in the. Well, I wouldn't put him in the same category as Dylan Fernandez. Dylan Fernandez has been sneaky good. Oh yeah, he Honda. came like total sneaky. surprise last week. Wasn't he fourth? Uh, he was up there. He was literally. I was like, holy shit! Like I didn't realize Fernandez was right there. Yeah, he he was up there. I'm not sure exactly. I don't remember where exactly he finished, but I know he he won his heat race and he yeah. was, he was up front. But obviously, he found something on that Honda. I know in the off season he wanted to be on Honda. He wanted to be on that bike, and so he found a home at Phoenix Honda. And they're they're. Clearly doing good. Obviously, but here's, we're doing here's well. something in here. Now, I, I, there, nothing's official. Obviously, I've been hearing the 2026 Supercross is what it's it's coming out to be. Is kind of I know it's a long ways away, but this is what's kind of getting tossed around there. Is that Phoenix Honda will be Phoenix Ducati? Oh, with their new Ducati bikes that uh, uh, Antonio Caroli has been. Uh, a huge developmental part of that in Italy, and there's been spy photos of him riding it, and we haven't seen pictures of the bike, but we see that we've seen little shots of him riding, um, and so there is rumors that instead of Ducati, which I think this is smart, instead of like for Ducati, instead of following Triumph, which is just I don't know what the hell they're doing, and they're making us wait till the East yeah, Coast, it's a mystery, and then us. Beta. Coming in with no 250s and coming in with 450s, one 450 or yeah, 450s, and they are doing awful. Yeah, the, not the good. bikes. Both all the bikes broke, or Benny Bloss blew up two motors Already. at A1, <laughs> and th- I don't even think he made the main round two. Beta's just not. They're trying to do their own factory program. I've heard Ducati doesn't want to start their own factory program. They want to be on an existing team. That already has the trucks, they already have the riders, they already have the sponsors, all that stuff. They don't want to start something new. So that's what I've heard. It was hopefully 2026 will be Phoenix Ducati. That's that's just smart. I mean, on whoever I already forgot his name that you told me, the guy who's developing the bikes. Anyway, Kyroli. Kyroli. Um, I think that's a great idea. Um financially and logistically because you can fine-tune a bike as much as you want no one's gonna ride it like those guys ride it in supercross and in motocross so if your bike tanks you're not totally stranded by yourself you have a little bit more backup right but you also have more means of like adjusting and like fine-tuning and well, it's not even just that it's, it's, it's everyone rather be a factory support Rather, they have their own team or jump onto a team. They're going to have mechanics and all that stuff. Well, they're, yeah, but they'll have all that. But w- what's nice is that they're not going to have to go hire riders that don't have any team, any other teams to go to. Just like what Triumph did, they grabbed Swole and Savachi and all that stuff. No one, no one's really wanting them right now. So they had to grab some lower end riders that are free agents. Where Phoenix Takati. 
Well, they already have writers. They they've already got yeah. people on there, and who knows? A lot of ha- a lot happens in two years, but yeah, they already have writers. So I think they're doing a smart route, and instead of having to find their own sponsors, sign their own writers, get their own stuff, just pay this team a bunch of money, give them the bikes, and they will market it out there. They have the sponsors, they have the writers, and let it go out that way. That is super smart to me, and I'm excited to see it. I I really yeah. am. Yeah. I think that's what I meant, like by fine tuning, like. They already got like the sponsorships. They already got the team. They already got the mechanics. They already got the whole kit and caboot, just like you said. It just allows them to have a little more freedom to not it totally be on their shoulders like Beta or Triumph. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's smart. Yeah. Well, and there's another name on the century list, and I don't know if he's back or not. We will see. We we knew he had some some uh, a little small injury coming out of A1, a little sore, but Vince Freezy. I don't know if he's back or not, but if he's back, you know he's like. It's almost like, what's he gonna do now? Yeah. Who, who's he gonna take out? What is he? Who's he putting onto the ground? He's gonna. If you know, if that one twenty-five, that Vince Freeze shows up to that uh, the gate, you're almost like, hold your breath, because what's about to happen? Yeah, it's about who, to get wild. Yeah, he he's always gonna take down someone, you know, and so. Who knows? I, I'm not sure if Freezy's back or not, but um, I, mean, I, I look forward to it. I, I hope he's back. I, I do because, like I've said before, someone's got to be the bad guy. And, man, he is playing into that part. He's playing into it. Big he, time. He, he's he's big dangerous. Time. He's um, dangerous. I must, I'm just putting it out there. All right. He was not on the injury report on Racer X. There we go. So it sounds like he's going to be there. Hmm. Man, they better watch out. Yeah, they better watch out. You know, I, I, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for that to happen. The, I don't know, something about Freezy. A lot of people hate him. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. Myself. I, look what he freaking did to Carnell's ankle. He did a Carnell's ankle. He took out Lawrence. He took down. He took, he took out a lot of people. He took out Sexton. But, all nine. But. He adds excitement, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, he does. He, he's he got that it factor. I mean, yes, a race is fun to watch, but why do we all really watch racing? We watch it to watch the crashes, okay? Exactly. The excitement, the drama. We want to see it. We want to see Barsha freaking kick someone out of his line in a turn, all that shit. Like, we want to see that. That's why we watch it. Yeah. I mean, we like dirt bikes and we like watching racing, but that just makes it even better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Draws the crowds for sure. So, Freezy, you do you, boo-boo. There's only one way to find out, and that's to tune in and watch the broadcast. And we are excited to get uh, get into San Diego. We are hoping and praying for as little rain as possible. But, um, yes, we're excited. And there you go. There's a preview for San Diego Supercross round three. We will be back for a San Diego review like I said, with a special guest joining us, and you're not going to want to miss that one because that one is going to be fun. I wouldn't even be shocked if we go a little long on that one because that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Um, but, yes, please, if you like this podcast or um, find any interesting points or disagree with anything, um, obviously, please like and share this podcast. But we also have an Instagram, Keep It Dirty USA. Go in there, message us. Let, let, let's get talking. Let's get you on this podcast. If you have any interesting takes or questions or anything that you want us to discuss on this podcast to have 
or have our input or anything like that, please uh, DM us. We'll bring it up live. We'll shout you out. We'll do we'll do all the whole nine yards. But uh, that's our Instagram. Obviously, you can find this podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. I'm your host, Colton Scudder. With me, my co-host, Amanda Scudder. That was the Dirty Hour preview for San Diego. And there's only one thing to say at the end of this podcast. I was going to say thank you to everyone who listens, because without you guys, we can't do this, which we love to do. But there's, uh, Okay, there's two things to say at the end the of this. Second, the second that. thing is, uh, let's ride. No. no. Oh. No. Oh. Keep it classy, San Diego. <laughs> Oh, my God. We'll be back after round (laughs) three of Supercross. Thank you, and good night. Thanks, guys. Bye.